You're listening to New Zealand Street Preachers with Grant Edwards and John McLone. Welcome to the show, everybody. Well, John, uh, today we're going to talk about witnessing. Um, give us uh, an example of something that's happened to you recently. We had an exciting one today. And uh, it involved one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, about nine people in the hallway of a government building. And we're waiting for our uh, vehicle registrations process to be done. And so I, I noticed a friend of mine, Harrison, uh, standing in the hallway. And I said, oh, Harrison, how you doing? And, and I asked him, oh, what do you, you know, did you get the shot? Are you, are you going to get the shot? Oh, no, no, I don't want to get the shot. And, and so we're talking about that. And I began to realize people around us were listening. And so I began to, you know, just increase my volume a little bit. And, and then uh, I said, uh, I'd like to make a public announcement. <laughs> and just for everybody's benefit, I'd like to share some uh, information about the COVID vaccine, about masks, etc. So I started going into it and, uh, you know, things we've talked about on the show and stuff. And yeah. so uh, it was pretty well, you know, you could tell people were uncomfortable. Some of them right from the beginning. They mm-hmm. were uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I just uh, encourage you all, exhort you all, do not get the vaccine. And this lady pipes up, well, I've got the vaccine. Okay, so I had COVID, she said, and it was terrible. I said, oh, okay, so did you feel better when you took the shot? (laughs) And she said, yes, I felt quite better. I thought to myself, what a liar you are. Nobody feels better when they take those poisons into their body. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I admitted to the, the small group there, so listen, I, I do realize, I believe that Wuhan was the source of infection, that there was an engineered virus, and that should shock everybody mm. that's been, you know, uh, uh, distributed uh, either passively or, or directly throughout the world. You know, the Chinese let all these flights come from Hong Kong and and uh, other uh, places while they were shutting down inland flights within their own country they were shutting down flights to stop the spread they were, were allowing international flights to america and europe to increase the spread anyway that's biological warfare and uh anyway so uh so i i admitted to the small group listen i i do agree that there's you know something that they, that's been created that's our bodies are having a hard time dealing with but all the good science shows that hydroxychloroquine and zinc and vitamin C and other treatments, just being out in the sun, ivermectin. Uh, those things are, <clears throat> yeah, ivermectin are mm. good treatments to uh, very cheaply and and very uh, quickly dispose of the COVID problem. And so, why was that all being ignored and we're all being pushed to a vaccine? And mm. then this lady says. She turns around, she's snidely, that's why I get this, this word name, mm. snidely. She snidely oh, says, snidely. Are, you, yeah, <clears throat> are you a scientist, she says. Oh, yeah. I said, well, we're all scientists. I said, the word science just means knowledge, and we can all you know, have different levels of knowledge, and Good we can study. And, yeah. and so, but she was, she really got belligerent and rude, and she kept getting belligerent, more and more belligerent, more rude. Mm. And uh, then the sun... You know, from the original lady that that admitted she got the COVID shot and she had uh, COVID and she felt better when she got the shot. Mm. Her son steps out from among them, says, "Oh, I don't believe the shots are good for us either." Good on him. I said, "Well, good for good for you to to stand up for what you believe and your opinion." Good on him. I said, "We have a right to our opinion. This is America. We we can speak our differences and." Yeah. And not be, uh, we shouldn't be held in disdain for it. And, sh- and mm. Mrs. Snidely was still going at it. Right? She's still up there. Said, You're not a scientist. I don't want to hear it. Talk to your friends back well, there. She's pointing behind if, me, if right? If you don't want to hear it, why don't and you I'm just like, go and stand out in the hall? Then? <laughs> right. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I had a friend just past them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know her very well, but she's a friend of the family. She's just past them. I said, hi, I have friends up there, and maybe they want to hear what I have to say. And she nodded her head, yes. Oh, good. <laughs> and so that was good to get that little support within the, the small group, you know. And, and so that was frustrating her, too. And I said, why, why do you hate me for trying to tell you the truth about these things? I said, you're, wow. you're, you're being very rude, and you're displaying hatred towards me. I don't know you. I'm just trying to share information with you that you're obviously rejecting. She goes, yes, don't, don't speak to me about these things anymore. I said, well, listen. I'm going to speak to everybody else that wants to hear. I said, you're welcome to plug your ears if you like. 
And ironically, she she called me rude three or four times, and I'm going like, well, I'm yeah. not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to discuss something. But you're being very rude. Uh, you're implying I don't have any friends here, and uh, you know that that uh, my friends are in the back of the line instead of being up there where they are, mm -hmm. and that people don't want to hear what I have to say when when ideas are important and I have a, a right to express them in America. And Anyway, so it was, it was very uh, interesting. Meanwhile, all, all while this was going on, my friend Harrison, he either got frustrated with the line or the discussion. He left. <laughs> Your friend, that you, yeah, my friend, that you knew before this conversation, uh, right? The one that the one that I initially started the conversation with. He, I oh, don't I know see. why he left, but he was. He was actually in line in front of me, and I was just standing next to him he, when the whole thing You probably started. talked him out of getting a jab. He was probably sort of undecided, you know, hesitant, and you talked him out of no, it. No, he seemed very convinced that he should not get it. Oh, good. Before I talked to him. So what was he yeah, doing? He was already in that position. So this cue... No, he wasn't in line to get a shot. Oh, this, okay. This yeah. cue was all about uh, getting registrations for our vehicles. Oh, God. oh goodness, yeah, that's at great. The government building. Oh, yeah, that's so great. So we were at a government building, the city, the county clerk. Yep. And standing in line, which is not typical. Typically, we were in and out of there. That they run very efficiently, but I guess they were short some people today, or I don't know what the problem was. But they were backed up, and so it, it was uh, a nice opportunity. I always you, look for lines to you, preach to. That takes that that takes a lot of courage for someone that's never done that. You know, for a believer to just like speak up like that. It's. Uh, I think it's exactly why God uses public preaching. Yeah. Because it, it requires a form of humility and meekness that people don't even understand. They go, well, the brother yelling at people, that's not, very, that's not very humble. That's not very meek, they'll say, right? The naysayers. The problem is uh, you've never done this, first of all, most of the ones I talk to. And, and a few, like, like my pastor, he has done it. But very, very few have, have done what I'm talking about. Yet they are the... The critic, the major critic of something they've never done. I, mm. I had a friend once say, not long ago, he, he said, well, how is it that you all, it's like uh, talking to a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon, and you've never done, you never had any medical training, you've never done any kind of medical procedures yourself, but you want to give advice to the heart surgeon, and he's there trying to show you how to cut open a cadaver and operate on the heart. Mm. So you might be trained to do that for a living person. And he, uh, he gave that example. I thought it was so great. You know, when people are trying to help you understand something that is generally and typically the Christian faith that is neither believed nor practiced. You know, the two mm. uh, largest, or excuse me, the two smallest meetings that are largely ignored or unattended are the outreach meeting and the prayer meeting. They always say that we shout at people, but we only lift our voice when we're in a situation where we need to lift our voice because we're told to lift our voice, cry aloud and warn the people. But when we're in a small group like you was talking to nine people, I bet you weren't shouting at them. You just slightly lifted your voice so everybody could hear. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned at the beginning of the, the discourse there or the uh, discussion <clears> was <throat> that as I was talking to my friend Harrison, I did lift up my voice a little bit purposely, mm. not yelling, but mm. just a little bit louder. Projection. So people around mm. me could notice mm. what we were talking about, and exactly. I did get their attention. Mm. You know, yeah, but good it's on kind you. of like a passive, yeah, it's a passive thing that, you know, and I'll sit in the lunchroom at, at uh, my work, the big uh, A company. Mm. Uh, the Beast. And mm. I'll sit at my company uh, lunchroom, and I will speak, you know, I do talk to text all the time when I'm dealing with people online. And, and uh, the other day I did one which was very, very uh, convincing and convicting against the alphabet mob and others. And, mm. I said, oh, I shouldn't say that one too loud because I'm likely to be brought up on charges within the company because you can't say such things against such behaviors and death styles. So... Uh, but anyway, I'll use that technique of speaking on the phone in a phone call or speaking talk to text to bring spiritual things up with the people that are at least within earshot you know, mm. at work. So, And they notice, believe me, they notice, you know, oh, Jesus Christ said, or the Bible says, and you, you quote a verse, right? And people are going like, oh, this guy's a nut job, right? He's always quoting the Bible. Yeah. But the, just like uh, Bob Enyart, mm -hmm. when I was Bob, mocking him, yeah. Yeah. 
How do you spell the last uh, name? His show, E N Y A R T. E N Y A R T. Inyart. Correct. Inyart. And uh, we'll Google him. Quoting verse after verse after verse after verse after verse while he's dicing and chopping up all these people that are calling into his show. Yeah. Which is exactly what I I pray that would happen. You know, I've been praying for I don't know twenty years at least. Oh Lord, is there an opportunity that I can get on a show like this where I can talk to strangers about my faith and we can have dialogue and discussion and and debate? You know, whether it's with a Roman Catholic or a Muslim or uh, you know the heretic, the jolly. Um, oh, we can invite whoever, the cults on to to talk. We say, we're, sure. And yeah. I've got I've got yeah. uh, probably two or three that would talk to us right now. I have a JW on the line that I think would talk to us. Excellent. He, and he's very, very learned. I've, I've been very careful to tread lightly with him. As he's, mm. You have to be careful with me. I'm good at putting my foot, in it, my foot in my mouth. <laughs> he's, he's pursuing me hotly. You're listening to New Zealand Street Preachers with Grant Edwards and John McLone. Free speech uh, within your company, I just want to ask you, you know, they've got all these rules, but are those rules lawful uh, as far as your constitution is concerned? Can can companies make their own rules that are in breach of the constitution? Uh, they are not able to, but they do. And so how do you and, combat that? Uh, well, the way they combat it is... How I combat it is trying to get a lawyer that goes to, against them, which I'm still having a hard time doing uh, for the last month and a half. So Maybe class action. I haven't action. been hotly... Yeah, I mean, it, it's a big company to take on, so mm. uh, <laughs> they've got probably thousands of lawyers, I imagine, worldwide that they could bring to, to bear mm. on a particular case, so... You talk to one lawyer and he, you know, I don't want to take on you know, that that's, kind of thing. You know, that's what I found. Even in New Zealand, they wouldn't they wouldn't take on my case. Even Christian lawyers wouldn't take on my case with free speech because I think they thought I was a bit too, a bit too um, fire and brimstone, maybe. But to go back to your good question. Mm. Um, free speech within the, the company. What? Yeah, what they say is, uh, I'll give you an example. You can wear whatever shirt you want unless somebody's offended by it. If somebody's offended by it, then they'll let us know and we'll ask you not to wear that anymore. Like, for example, we have people wearing Jesus Christ shirts all over the plant. You know, but they're, you know, Jesus, meek and mild, you know, very sweet things, you know. Mm. Jesus loves you. If I wear one of my shirts in the plant, I assure you I will get, uh, I, I, I need to try it. I need to, I haven't, I haven't done it. I, I dress pretty conservatively, but yeah. I need to give it a go. I'll start with a, a pretty... A tame one. Pretty the wicked shall be turned into hell. One. Nice and tame. <laughs> God hates you. Psalms, Pro- Psalms 7 11. <laughs> Righteous exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Yeah. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. Right, and then have a big, uh, you know, Arabic sword slicing down <laughs> through the words, you know. Yeah, yeah. Big curved sword. Uh, <clears throat> or, oh... Uh, Proverbs six, Ooh. how does that God go? hates you know this one you know oh, God hates a proud look yeah God hates hands that shed innocent blood yeah. feet swift to running evil yeah. sowing discord uh, I don't there's six or seven of of the ideas there in that passage I think it's chapter six verses fourteen to seventeen I think I have to look let me see you know I've, that uh, talk we had last uh, about the gospel um, in our last show uh, and I was um, Kind of playing the character of um, a person that believes that you just repeat the the prayer and that you still you're still a sinner. You mm. still say sinning every day, sinning every day. You can never mm. never stop sinning um, until you get to heaven. And I gave you Romans ten, and you mm. and you showed me. Well, just go back to Romans six, and we read Romans six twelve. I think it was. Uh, and then you did the same with First Corinthians um, 15, and I said, this is the gospel. And then you said, well, just go down to, was it verse 34? And those, I think so. Yeah, and those verses are just so powerful that, you know, right. you have to sin not. And mm-hmm. so, so right. you know, how do you, and as you said, how do you get around that? And uh, 
So if you had verses like that on your well, T-shirt, yeah. which, which is what I've been using it. That's what my, what my point was. I've been using that with people this week. And, and after oh, you told me last week, I've used it. I use it with my daughter. Um, oh, great. And so that is, that is really powerful to use those verses. Are there any other verses? Like when, when people say, you know, for by grace are you saved through faith, Ephesians 2, mm-hmm. uh, 8 and 9. Is there one close to that that um, says we are to, you know, abstain from all appearances of evil or, you know, stop sinning, hey, basically? You, you, uh, you keep reading to the next few verses. Even in that one? That, uh, even in that one too, brother. Oh, wow. In that one, it, it, you keep reading and it says, uh, good works that God foreordained us to do, or something along those lines. So what we're doing is we're picking and choosing, we aren't we? We're cherry-picking our verses to suit our once saved, always saved, or our um, uh, sinners saved by grace, so we could carry on sinning. So we just cherry-pick the verses that say Absolutely. it's by faith, by faith, by faith, without any... Mm-hmm any change from us without any repentance, which really boils down to stopping sin, doesn't it? Repentance. Right. Because Brother Mike has said it doesn't mean you're sorry. It doesn't mean you feel bad. It means you forsake your sins mm-hmm. for repentance. Eh? So here it is. Let me read Ephesians 2 for you. Ephesians 2. Yeah, so, just oh, let me find it yeah, with you. Starting in verse 8. Yeah, you go ahead. Verse 8, yep. Yeah. yeah. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before foreordained that we should walk in them. So we're saved through faith, not we're not saved through works. I'll give you an example. I do good things. I do 99 good things. I do uh, 98 bad things. And I'm saved through my works. Because I did one more good thing than I did bad. But they would say... Well, that's not how we're saved. But they would say, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, but you're still going to be sinning, you know. You still can't stop sinning because you're, you're in this mortal body, which is sinful from, this, from the beginning. Then, then wouldn't God have told us or give us an allowance in that verse 10 of such a thing if it were that way? He ordains that we should walk in good works. You mean yeah. when Jesus said good tree, bad tree, good fruit, bad fruit, that we can have a mixed tree fruit or a mixed fruit tree? But can you do good works and still, um, you know, you know, take, you know, we do good still works sin? because of such great salvation. Mm. We do good things because of such a great salvation, not for our salvation. Yes. So I'm not saying yes. we couldn't sin. No. That's that's the problem when they set up the straw man of yeah. sinless perfection. That's right. Yeah. So you you believe in sinless perfection that you can't sin anymore? So, no, I I could sin. I'm just choosing not to do that. Hmm. Oh well, that's works. And then they'll they'll quote this verse. And oh, wait a minute, verse ten says God's ordained that we should walk in good works. Very good. And then you go to verse eleven. Wherefore uh, remember that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, that has to do with Jewish Judaic works. Okay. Mm-hmm. By that which is called the circumcision, that's Jewish, in the flesh, made by hands. At that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Mm. But, there's a a gear shift, right? But now in Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes far are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one. That is, the Gentiles and the Jews have been made one. And has broken down the middle wall partition between us. Not just God and humankind, but mm. the Jews and the Gentiles. Mm. The Jews thought they were chosen just to be, you know, God's people. And, but they're called in the Old Testament to go out to the Gentile. They're actually, it, it's there's the Gentile is to be preached to in the Old Testament. The Savior is mentioned in the Old Testament. Uh, and so we keep reading, having abolished in, in his flesh the enmity in the law of commandments contained in ordinance for to make himself of twain one new man, so making peace. They might reconcile both unto God, both the Jews and the Gentiles, unto God in one body, that's Jesus' body, by the cross, having slain the enmity thereof, which is sin. Wait, what verse? And came, uh, that's verse 16. <clears throat> right. And came and preached peace to you, which far off and to them that were nigh. So the Gentiles were far off, the Jews were nigh. 
For through him we have both access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the sinners and not the household of God. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I read that wrong. With the saints. Fellow citizens with the saints <clears throat> and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building, that's the, the it framed together, groweth into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also built together for an habitation of God through the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So why, if we're lively stones, if we're living stones, and God's fitly framing us together into a temple for his own habitation, why in the world we walk in sin? Hmm think that God doesn't see us yeah. of course he sees us yeah. he, he sees the corruptness of that kind of theology hmm. that we have no power to to obey God we have no power to to resist you know submit to God resist the devil and the devil will flee it's a Bible verse I don't yeah. remember where it is but somewhere in there <laughs> so do you think that they, they it seems to me that it's Augustinian uh, so, so why, teaching why that's crept through into these churches and even though they have a yeah, King James Bible they don't believe the verse because the the main verse that says you're born a sinner is an NIV or you know those corrupt some of those corrupt versions the NIV says that David was born a, in, in Psalms 51 5 it says I was a sinner from conception that's what it says I was a sinner from birth well whereas your King James Bible says that you were shaped in iniquity that in sin did your mother conceive you? So the subject matter was his mother. Did my mother, he said, rather. Um, and so do you think that even though they, they use a King James Bible, they don't believe those words about that, and they're actually teaching that Gnostic teaching, which is where I believe the NIV comes from, that that uh, Alexandrian, you know, the Alexandrian school of, of um, you know, all sin, all flesh is evil. Um do you think that's what's crept in? And, and uh, who was it now? The, the one that um, John Calvin, he's the one, he believes the same thing. It, it, it's just a different name. He calls it total depravity of man was Calvin. But it's basically, he, he really studied yeah, Augustine. No, it's exactly a total right. depravity. And Augustine believed in the, um, mm -hmm. what does Jesse Morrell call it? Because uh, he did this thing on it. Jesse Morrell did a, a really good documentary on did Calvin corrupt the church? Not Calvin. Did Augustine corrupt the church? It's um, mm -hmm. sin, so we're born sinners is basically the doctrine. We're not born perfect little babies and become sinners. We are sinners from birth, before birth. Yeah. But Romans 9, which is typically a stronghold of Calvinism, Romans yep. 9 reveals that's not true. Right. You're listening to New Zealand Street Preachers with Grant Edwards and John McLone. They believe the doctrine of the church that they're in and not the words in the Bible. They believe that the traditions of men, which Jesus taught over and over against mm. traditions of men, and that's why if you're not careful to follow the Holy Spirit, to read God's Word regularly, to pray to resist the you know submit to god resist the devil you will fall for doctrines that are going to uh bring condemnation hmm. you're being taught doctrines that say you can't be condemned hmm. when when in second peter chapter 2 verses 2022 it it's absolutely clear i don't know how you can ignore you you once hmm. tasted the holy spirit and you turn from that it's like a pig to the mire like a dog to its vomit you're not going to be saved. You're going to be condemned, and you'll have a worse judgment because, like Jesus talking to the lukewarmers, the end of Matthew, he he says, "Depart from me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity." I say, "But Jesus, we did good things, and you didn't see us sinning. Remember, because your blood covered us. Mm. Now, his blood is a, it's a covering for those of us that have sinned. It's just all of us." Mm. I know what they're going to say. They're going to say, "Well." Um, who was Pe who was Peter talking to? And they'll say that um, that's for the tribulation saints, Peter and James, and all those ones that that uh, Martin Luther thought James was a book of straw. He hated it. Right. Um, it's not this dispensation. So they use dispensationalism to get round all those verses that are that uh, that are telling them to um, abstain from 
son. When Peter wrote, mm. in, I think it's First Peter 3, yeah. he said, Paul's letters being long and hard to understand, that men twist to their own destruction. That's a paraphrase. Yeah. So when he, Peter wrote that about Paul, it's true. You can take Paul's writings and pick a little bit out of it mm. and create a doctrine that doesn't fit. And we've already shown that in our discussions the last couple shows. It happens over and over again that people, and you can show them. You can say, well, keep reading, brother. You know, <laughs> keep reading. And, and they'll go, like even Romans 7, which is another stronghold for the sinful doctrine, uh, sinful demonic doctrine. So, but you won't read Romans 6 right before it, which is a bookend, and Romans 8, which is right after it. And mm. actually part of Romans 7 at the beginning of that, and part of Romans 7 in the end, you won't read those bookends of holiness mm. that talk about something you're not understanding. It's mm. either it's either hyperbole that I'm the chief of sinners. I was killing people for for my misunderstanding of scriptures. Mm. I was kill I was a Pharisee of Pharisee. I, I was the top chief guy who was sinning against God. When he when he said that, what verse was that? What chapter was that? Was that was that seven? Romans seven. It was. Yeah. Well that's clear that it was talking about before the Damascus Road, wasn't it? If he was saying that. It's clear to me, but people will say, oh, look, it's present tense, though, mm. and it is. And you're saying you're better than Paul, they but, say to you? But it... mm. look, even, <laughs> yeah, Paul, right. even, Paul, Paul? even Paul couldn't sin. Even Paul sinned. He was the mm. chief. Yeah. Well, they'll call themselves the chief of sinners. So wait a minute now. If he's the chief, how can you be the chief? I'm just a sinner <laughs> saved by grace, brother. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. How many times have you heard that? Right. Oh, thousands, yeah. I suppose. Maybe tens of thousands. I don't know. I had one guy that used to. It though, everyone. This guy used to set people up I, I and say, wanna, "Are you a good person? Uh, Are you a good person?" He'd say. Mm -hmm. When he first met me, he was about twenty years older than me, yep. and he said, "So, Grant, are mm -hmm. you a good person?" And of course, <laughs> I'd say I knew what I had to say. I was like, uh, "No, no, I'm just a. No, I'm not. I'm just rotten. Just a sinner saved by grace, brother." Mm -hmm. right. And I was rotten. <laughs> I was rotten. Yeah. In actuality. Yeah. Mm. In yeah. actuality, as a Christian, mm. uh, which may, which means you're in a worse condition because here you know the truth to do and you're not doing it. Yeah. Uh, therefore, it's sin to you. Mm. And you know that uh, verse that says, oh, so, bad communication corrupts good character. Is that how it goes? It's, um, right. uh, mm -hmm. That was 1 Corinthians 15.34, isn't it? I think I've been reading it from a different version, but... So if I'm around people that are saying, you know, you're just a sinner saved by grace, you carry on sinning, you know, you you actually start to think that you, you know, you you are you are corrupted by them, and you think that this is Christianity, that we can that we will sin, right. that we're going to sin, you know, and we're going to every day probably you will you'll have a something, and they confuse sometimes. I think they confuse temptation with sin, as well. Right. But um, I, I do give them that. I mean, I because they're not taught. Yeah. The church, for the most part, is completely not taught about how to resist temptations. No. About the fact that temptations are not sin, because mm. Jesus was tempted in all points, yet without sin. Mm. So we can be tempted. Uh, if we sit there and play with the temptation, we have a problem. Yeah, that's right. So it's like we, a bird is not landing the, we, in your head. It's like, right, mm. right, right. If it nests in your head, it you've sure got a problem. Is. Mm. Yeah, if you've got a nest there, you've got a problem. <laughs> if you've got eggs, you got really got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> this bird that landed on my head. Anyway, so Man, I've got six eggs. Yeah, <laughs> I got bird landed in my head, and I got six eggs from yeah. it, and now they're hatching. Yeah, now they're having eggs. So on the what is the gospel video I posted? Yeah. Uh -uh. Peter's gospel. Oh, and did you? As a comment. Peter's gospel. I did. As a comment. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I said this is Peter's gospel, and it's First Peter chapter one, verses thirteen to twenty-five. Um, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's a lot to chew on right there, isn't it? Yeah. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but your as old he life? has called you as holy, mm. that's right, your old life, mm. so you be holy in all manner of conversation. I want to pause there for a moment mm. because that archaic uh, King James word conversation is translated two ways. It's your speech, that's of course given, but it also means your conduct. 
So what was the archaic word? Conversation. Conversation. Why is that? The way you speak. Why is that uh, archaic? We'll, we'll it, talk about that not, another day. It's archaic. And, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's archaic in the sense. No, conversation is a word for today. It's not archaic. But is it, it? Uh, the full, the full, me- the full meaning of the word conversation in the Greek, mm. it also means conduct. That's the point. But you don't need to go to the so, Greek to get see, that. You can get that out of um, Webster's dictionary. The, the different, the, the different meanings of conversation. I don't mind if you want to use that as your as your definition. So, <laughs> all right, carry on. Verse sixteen. So be holy. That's in yeah. all manner of something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All manner of blank. All man- and the way uh, we speak to one to another. So you think it means more than just the way we sure. com- converse with one another, conversation. You think well, it's also the just the definition our- of it. Big pun. General conduct. Yeah, it's also her general conduct. But, but I get that too from from just the, the your general conduct as conversation. I understand that sure, from I just reading this. That don't you? Well, many people don't. No, um, many people don't. Well, say, well, look, that's just the way I speak. You know, just because I'm drinking doesn't mean they don't relate conversation with drinking or fornication or see. My my conversation, it's holy, but God doesn't expect my other things to be holy too, does He? That's the way I. That's why I point that out. Is the the two definitions of this Greek mm. word? We'll and, talk about that. Because yeah. We're getting stuck. Hey, uh, the, because it's written, "Be holy, for I am holy." Yep. And if, go ahead, Bert. No, no. Fine. I just I was just going to comment. Um, we had a. Uh, this is supposed to be a really good, uh, clear um, way of speaking. But you broke up then. I don't know if you you wouldn't have heard it probably, but you actually broke up, and it's like the first time um, that that's happened using this particular um, uh, server. So um, maybe they're um, huh. maybe they're punishing us or something, mm. or maybe you've yeah, got bad broadband or something. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. You're listening to New Zealand Street Preachers with Grant Edwards and John McLone. Uh, we've had a lot of comments. Um, the first comment we got was um, I would was from Kevin B, who's a street preacher, uh, and Kevin said, "In fact, I'd lo- and I've asked Kevin if he'd join us, and he's happy to come on the show." Um, he said, "I would like to point out that Romans 10 does mention repentance as part of the gospel salvation. Romans 10:10." 10, 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. A man cannot be born again if he does not believe in being righteous. Righteousness and godly living is, is synonymous with salvation. And then he says, verse 13, you can not call upon the name of the law without the understanding or you are deceiving your own self, First Corinthians 6, 9. That's why Paul was trying to explain to the Corinthian, that's what? Paul was trying to explain to the Corinthian church. And then, do you want to make a comment about that? Before I go to the next one? Oh, I think it's a good, yeah. good statement. Yeah, he got a he got a, a heart for that. In, in uh, It's about 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Mm. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10, it has a list of sinners and mm. sins that mm. we've all done, right? Yeah. Maybe not done all of them, but mm. we've, we're all on those lists, that God's hit list, we call it. Yeah. But you go to verse 11, and it says, and such were some of some you, of you, but you were washed. Yeah, yeah. Right, we were those things. Yeah. But now we're washed by, mm. by the blood of the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. That's right. So verse 11 really helps give context to these <clears throat> these hit lists mm. that we were all part of. We were all, I mean, we all have sinned. We, mm. none, of, none of us have been good. None of us have been perfect as we should have been perfect. Should have just been. I remember a brother being five years old hearing preacher they talked about how many God knows how many hairs are on your head. Mm. I walked out of that place. I thought, oh wow, uh, God, you know, I lose a hair. You know, I've got you know ten million hairs and whatever I have left, and that's every person in the whole world. You have all that knowledge. That's, mm. that's incredible. It astounded me. Um, be ye holy, verse sixteen. For I am holy. So yeah, but if you said to someone, I'm going to live holy, they'd say, oh, you, you'll never be holy, mate. Only God is right. holy. That's right. Yeah. 
But that verse proves, that verse says we are to be holy. Right, as he is. Otherwise, mm. you just, because it's written, uh, try and pretend to be holy because mm. I'm holy. Or <clears throat> say that I'm covering your sin is what's making you holy because I'm holy. Yeah. And he says, be you holy. It's a plain, simple thing to read. And if you call on the Father, verse 17, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, mm. who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your soul by obeying the truth through the spirit under unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, mm. being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of uncorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Mm. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower therefore falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Pretty clear, isn't it? First Peter. Obeying the truth through the yeah. Spirit. Yeah. Purifying your souls and obeying the truth. I, don't, I know, it says, verse 22 says, seeing that you have purified your souls, in disobeying what God commands you to do mm. to the Spirit. Yeah, no, and it just makes no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. And that God can't see you because, yeah. you know, mm. he's cast your sin and, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. We, we would... Chunks of scripture don't fit, brother. We would go to an elder and say, no, you know, what, is, what about this? What does this mean? And they'd say, well, that's for the tribulation saints. That Peter is, uh, is the apostle to the Jews, not the Gentiles. Paul is the apostle to the, to the Gentiles. Peter was to the Jews, and this is for the tribulation saints who are going to be left behind when you're at, caught up at the rapture, and you'll go up to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and they'll be on earth, and they'll have to live by faith and works. But we just live by faith alone. No works. Well, That's how it's taught to me. That's every, how it was. Every, every place that they, just like in Ephesians 2 and Romans 10 and other places, Every place that we read, it's not Romans 3 as well. Mm. Uh, it, it's a faith, not of works, that any man should boast. Of course we shouldn't boast. Mm. Oh, I, I preached a hundred times, therefore I get to go to heaven. Only sinned 99 times. And so therefore I'm claiming my works are what cleansed me. That's the problem. I've never claimed that. Mm. Never claimed that my works have cleansed me. The blood of Christ alone cleanses me of my sin. Mm. And... If I sin, not when I sin all the time, mm. every day, in thought, word, and deed. Yeah. But if I sin, then I have a mediator, Christ Jesus, faithful and just to forgive my sin. But even that's conditioned on me recognizing what my sin is. And Lord Jesus, please help me. Mm. Lord Jesus, forgive me again. I've done, I've done it again. Please forgive me. Mm. And God knows my heart. He tells me how it is. Mm. You know, the heart's exceedingly wicked. Mm. And then he goes on to tell me in Revelation... Purify your hearts, you sinners. You double-minded, lament, mourn, weep. What right. are you doing? Well, they have to say, well, Cleanse that's for the tribulation saints. Purify your hearts. That's not for us, they say. Yeah, and, the, and you know what they do? That's People like Peter S. Ruckman would say, um, who, who I like, Brother Ruckman. And, um, I, and I like a lot of those guys that came out of that school. A lot of the stuff they teach, I, I really like. I like his artwork. Oh, yeah. Yeah, amazing. You would love his King James Onlyism. You, you what, Sorry. Oh yeah, I, I've studied him. I, I, I've, I, I didn't grow up on him because I didn't. We, I, I was brought up in a church where you know those funny King James only people. They were like crazy, and uh, you know they were sort of like not very nice people. And <laughs> but um, he, he, he would say at the um, um, that um, in Revelations. Uh, is it after when 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 it says and I was caught up in the spirit? Is that the, chapter three mm -hmm. towards the end of chapter three? 
He said chapter 1, church, church, church. He was talking about the seven churches of Asia. Church, 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 church. Chapter 2, church, church, mm-hmm. church. Chapter 3, church, church, church. Caught up into heaven. It's a picture of the rapture. No more mention of the church right. from that until the end of the book. No more mention of the church. Mm-hmm. That's because the church is not on earth. The church is with the Lord in heaven. And all those, all those, um, uh, what you read there, and including First Peter, Second Peter, and John, the epistles of John, and James, and Hebrews, and all that, they're all for the Jewish, um, when God is dealing with Israel. And that, that's the dispensationalism. Mm-hmm. That's how they teach it. And that's why we're taught to ignore those difficult verses, like, you know, um, just anything that might say, like in First John 3, 8 and 9, that, you know, he who committeth sin is of the devil. That's very clear. Uh, and um, whosoever is born of God sinneth not, because God's seed abideth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. Well, they would have to say, well, that's impossible for you. So that can't be for us. It's impossible for us to do that, to not sin. That, And we're not of the devil. Um, so that must be for the tribulation saints. Okay. May I may I interject there Absolutely. for a moment? I have a, yeah. a point I'm hoping of objection. you will. Mm. My point my point of objection is let's uh, look at some of the books you mentioned, First John, mm-hmm. uh, Hebrews, and uh, we'll look at starting here in First Peter, Peter chapter one, which is where we were just reading from. Mm. We'll see who these letters see. They're they're making a supposition. These letters are written to the tribulation saints. That's right. Let's see if they are. Yeah. So First Peter chapter one verse one says Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the tri- tribulation saints scattered throughout the world <laughs> in the end times. We're, we're, no, that's not what it First says. Peter chapter that's 1, wherefore gird up your loins. First Peter chapter 1, no, First Peter chapter 1, verse 1 says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, it tells us who he's writing to. It doesn't say that. Scat- oh, oh, sorry. You've come in from verse 13. Yeah, sorry, oh, sorry. you're right. You go back. Can I just find that? I'm going back yeah. to verse 1. Yeah, sorry. I, sure. I, I saw 1 there and I thought that was no a verse. Um, 1 Peter 1. Okay. Um, sorry about this. Oh, no I've got the whole Bible in front of me here. It's, sometimes it's easy just to have a book in front of you instead of doing finding it online, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> what's going to happen when they take away all the all the online Bibles and... We, right. And we're left with no That's written Bibles because we've we've been scratching around the attic trying to find a Bible. <laughs> um, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers gathered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, the um, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To and in, Am I going too far? Have I missed something? Where, where is the um, bit where it says yeah, it? Uh, uh, the point that I was making was just the first verse. Right, right, sorry. It, it's addressing who it's written to. To strangers. It's written to those right. saints that are there, uh, they're in Turkey and, and eastward of Turkey at that time. They're all Gentiles, mostly. Yeah, they're all Gentiles. That's mm. right. Right, I'm with now, you. There, there were Jews that were mixed in, mm. uh, believing Jews, Christian Jews. Okay. Uh, at that time, yeah, uh, were mixed in these areas: Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. There were Jews mixed all through that, but there was also full of Gentiles mm, mm. that they were ministering to, that they were spreading the gospel to. Yeah. And you yourself have already admitted that, that Peter was a, uh, an apostle of the Gentiles? No, or the Jews? Peter was, um, he was to the Jew first, wasn't he? And it was Paul was the one that uh, was pretty much... Uh, he the, was dedic- dedicated to the Gentiles. Yeah. But I think there's a verse about Peter being to the Gentiles, or yeah, to the Gentiles too. Well, he went, pretty sure. I mean, did he go off to Rome? Didn't he become the Pope? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) 
Okay, so uh, in Hebrews chapter 1, I was just looking at it. Yeah, that's, that's another one. Um, it says, God, who at sundry times, diverse manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, so that's to the Jews, mm. hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. It begs the question, so did the Son speak to Gentiles too? The answer is, of course. Mm. He healed Gentiles too. He, he spoke directly to Roman soldiers. Peter no. Peter went to the uh, Acts chapter 10. He went to the uh, centurion, and him and his whole family were saved. They were they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. He said, "Men and brethren, uh, what should forbid them from getting in the water? They're speaking in tongues, just like we were." Hmm. Gentiles. That's right. He in did. Acts chapter Cor 10. And Cornelius, after the vision of Cornelius, the blanket yeah. of right. them. Mm. That's right. Um, okay. So, what about John? He's spoken us by his son. Okay, so First John, I don't think uh, that is a very clear one uh. about uh, the point and then, I was trying to make. And then James, we'll let's look at James. Mm-hmm, First John, that one, uh, it says, That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, have looked upon, our hands have handled the word of life. Well, that has to be the, the Jews, because only the they word. saw him and touched him. That's the apostles only, isn't it? We'll say disciples, because everybody wasn't an apostle. But it right? says that we handled him. Right, so that's who it's from. Our we hands have, have handled. Mm. That we have seen, verse 3, and declare unto you. So that's a group of people separate from the apostles or disciples. Mm. That you might also have fellowship with us. Okay, so it could be Gentiles. It could be, it's, I don't have a problem with it being Jews, because mm. the title is Hebrews, to yeah. the Hebrews. But the question is, what kind of Hebrews? Were they Christian Hebrews? Were Hebrews that were converted? Hmm. So of, of to course me, they were. it's an instructional... Yes, of, of course, course they, they were. were converted. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's us, no difference between Greek and Jew. Kind of so it was to all of us. Right. It's right. a nonsense, this, this dispensational... Right. I mean, it is. I believe in dispensations. It's a Bible yeah. word, but it is a nonsense um, that we were taught. That, um, see what James James says. Yeah. Okay, so James, now this is a pretty strong argument here. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. James, yeah. You there? So now that's talking to the 12 tribes. I have no problem with that idea. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes uh, which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brethren. Right, so it would be all so, the, G the Jews that have been dispersed throughout the world. Right. right. But it would be Jews that were believing that Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Absolutely. But there's no doubt about That's, that. that. An another instructional letter. Yeah, so, it's, it's written to Christian Messianic Jews. Right. And the gospel's the, the same for them, are, isn't it? It's the same gospel. Mm -hmm. Repent gospel. and believe the gospel. They have to believe, by, right, repent and believe yeah. the gospel. Yeah. And they have to do that by faith in the Messiah, that he mm. did something for all of us. Yeah. So, you know, the Old Testament, Judaism is the problem. Judaism is trying to make the chosen Jews, that's the religious, the Hebrews that mm. were uh, living out their faith, uh, you know, from Abraham. By mm. faith, they're doing the Sabbath, they're doing the Passover, all the festivals, they're doing that by faith. They're trusting uh, Yahweh, and mm. they're trusting that he will send Yeshua. And, of course, the disciples, hey, we, we've seen Yeshua. Mm. We've seen the Messiah, the Mashiach. We've seen him. And, and uh, they'll go to, you know, to Nathaniel or whoever, and, and they'll tell them, listen, he's the one. And you know, they'll have a moment of doubt. Mm. Yeah, as you would. <laughs> oh, there's one that uh, Jesus is in, and in him is no guile. I saw you under the tree, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's, a, that's a really and what do you take thing. just a, that's an interesting word guile um, what do you think that means without going back to the Greek <laughs> well just on my uh, limited understanding of archaic English no <laughs> my limited understanding of the word guile it mm. would be uh, no uh, bitterness no resentment no uh, no corrupt thing inside that's uh, going to make you unpure 
But Gail Ripplinger so, used to say that if you carry on reading, the King James Bible has a built-in dictionary in it. So if you carry on reading, she says, it'll often say uh, a few more words around that word that seems like you know you haven't heard before because it's sort of like a, a, a word mm-hmm. that we don't use anymore um, so much. Right. So Gail, um, uh, I don't know if that one does, but usually that's the case. So you, you get the understanding of the word by reading around it or you know you carry on reading and you'll find it'll have a bit more. So, sure. But um, I thought it meant deceive, to deceive, deception. No guile. So you, even though you speak, even though you speak the truth, it's a little bit deceptive uh, because you've you've mm-hmm. missed out certain things that you probably should have mentioned. Right. Um, to to kind of like to see two verses out of context and ignoring the rest of the chapter, right? Yeah, <laughs> brother, brother, I'm, I'm sorry. At... Can I can I take a break for a moment? My grandchildren are here. I just want to say good night. Yeah, okay. sure, sure. Oh 